I didn't want to start this shit right now. Let's, let's, let's. All right, let's collect ourselves. It's about to be oh. two of us. <laughs> Come on, man. Start. Shit. Ah. What's up, everybody? This is. I don't even want I'm throwing off, nigga. What's up? If you are listening to the sound of my voice, you are listening to Dre, BJ, Said, and JT, and we are the Dinner Club. This is the 1520 podcast. We appreciate you for stopping by and listening to us once again. Clearly, you ain't got nothing else better to do. So uh, let's get it cracking. What's up, fellas? Fuck your life. What up? What up? What up? What up, everybody? What is happening, y'all? Bing bong energy in the building today. What does it do? You've been in New York too long. What's up, y'all? Bing bong. I can't wait. I just got some new Timbs to rock this summer, y'all. It's going down. This summer? (laughs) Yes. Hell yeah. But my Carhartt shorts, nigga. Timbs Timbs and shorts, baby. (laughs) Now, with them overalls? Nah, that's BJ with the overall. I know, that's... That ain't in my wardrobe. Chocolate Mm-mm. sister, baby. Let's get it. Uh, that don't relate to overalls. <laughs> and, that, and that whole poem is not in void no. now. But anyway... Oh. Uh, <laughs> Wait, did you say none in void? None. Yeah, he did. No, I didn't. Yeah. One, you mean, one of those was right. You're over too, JT. Yeah. <laughs> Just get in while you're behind. 1528 yeah. Book Club. No. Sir, it is... Null and void. Yeah, two L's and two L's. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep talking because clearly my voice is gonna be the only one y'all gonna hear this week. <laughs> so um, I was just thinking about um, 18 year olds being put out the house. I'm just gonna keep. I'm gonna go into it my damn self. <laughs> this is your hour with JT. Fuck this. Oh, <laughs> uh, but no, fellas, what's going on with y'all? It's the Deucey show over here. That's what we know. That's what's up, always. Always. Man. Always. I mean, so by the time this episode actually hits the airwaves, Black History Month would have been over. Um, and what did y'all do to celebrate? Black History all year round. You can't restrict so, me to 12, uh, one out of 12 months. Okay. Mm-mm. So what I did was um, at work. Uh, <laughs> so at work, at the, end of, at the end of every week, we did a type of highlight. So the first one, I just talked about, you know, uh, where the Black National Anthem came from and all that. And I, I, I pinned it to the email and just let everybody hear it. The Kirk Franklin, Kirk Franklin version, it slaps. So go to uh, Google. I know Black History Month may be over for you, but go to um, uh, YouTube and look up uh, the Na- Black National Anthem by Kirk Franklin. It slaps. And so we've, we've done, and then la- the week after that, we did one with Marvin Gaye, What's Going On. And then mm-hmm. this past week, we did one with Mahalia Jackson doing uh, We Shall Overcome. That's what's going on. Can y'all do? Can y'all do one with Tupac for the last week? We might do that. Actually, actually, how do you yeah, want it? Some really good ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if that one fits. Okay, Brenda Brenda's got, got a baby. Right? <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. Like, oh yeah, the culture. It's got a message. It's got a message. Uh, message. Shit. Or JT, California dreaming. Out on bail for shuttle jail. California dreaming. Hey, look up these. Uh, Turn up man. real quick. I might surprise y'all. Um, yeah, my job. We were uh, doing a panel. <clears throat> Um, featuring, you know, some of the black employees that's actually popping off this week. Uh, so that'd be cool. Um, by the whole company that trying to do diverse things, diverse perspectives, diverse ideas, letting people <clears throat> kind of, you know, about our culture a little bit. Um, like every year I try to post 
and find as much stuff I can about um, black people who might not have gotten the limelight or whatever that they deserved in their lifetime and just share those and um, do that. Shout out to uh, Terry White because I steal most of them from his po- uh, posts. <laughs> um, but I just make a real conscious effort to do that. BJ, y'all, y'all, y'all cook anything special? <laughs> nah. nah. <laughs> I just did my Why? best. Uh, Why the shade? It's not. No, Why? it's not shade. Exactly. It's not shade. I promise you it wasn't shade. <laughs> Was, yes, you uh, did. You smiled. You held in the laugh <laughs> while you were saying. <laughs> I appreciate him for that. <laughs> Y'all ain't had no neck bones. I was not gonna go into actual food, <laughs> but you know, no, I was, I was. I was saying this. I, I, I did my best to uh, be a good mm. citizen because there have been times I wanted to smack the fuck out of people and I didn't do it. Seventeen times. I, I, I Nigga, this would have been your I, month, I, right? It's the month to do it, right? Right. You saw the dude at the restaurant. At Applebee's. His 17 well, well, you see, slaps even Juwan, Juwan Howard smacked him. Absolutely. He got, suspend, he got, he got suspended the rest of the season. He but he did, the rest of the did he? He did it. Yeah. yeah rest of the regular season. Yeah. He can go back. Games, I mean, March Madness is in like a week and a half. Uh, so. yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It wasn't long. Okay. Like, like, but yeah, this was, this was your shot. You probably could have beat the charge and everything. I mean, technically, you still got some days left. Oh, I got yeah. some days, and I got some opportunities for sure. Okay. All right, so fellas, let's let's go and get into it. Um, something that is kind of alarming right now, and we've been talking about uh, amongst ourselves. Um, what are your thoughts on black parents or parents in general? I'd rather say uh, about forcing their kids out around eighteen or after high school graduation. Uh, do you feel like this helps or hurt our community um, as a whole? Um, I can. Let me go first. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Can you so, just lean in a little bit closer? Nope. Uh. So here's here's the thing. For one, <clears throat> I think you have to talk about how nuanced that phenomenon is. The fact that a lot of people put their kids out because they can't. <laughs> phenomenal uh, woman. <laughs> phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> it's a phenomena. It's it's a a no l on the end. It's cool. not the right word. It, it is. Okay. It is. Okay. Um. So. The thing is that a lot of people do that because they kick their they kick their kids out because they can't afford their kids to be there any longer. So we got to talk about the poverty that in that in, that usually in, like is infused in these these communities that kick their kids out at eighteen. Um, so we got we got to address that the fact that you know yeah you can't stay here because I can't afford to feed you I can't afford the PG the well out here PG and E you charge the water you got to go you're a grown you're a grown person I can't afford you anymore um, but. Um, with that in mind, no, it, it's it's definitely detrimental. If you're a grown person who, who's old enough to have an 18 year old and you're barely making it, you're gonna put your 18 year old out to barely make it. Um, you just you continue that what what we've called a generational curse. And I think a lot of people, you know, when we think about generational curses, we think about something spooky. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody putting a spell on you and you just can't help it. You gotta, but it's really this type of toxic thinking and just uh, repeat phenomena that happen within our community. That um, that we just we continue to do we continue to do over and over again um, that becomes a generational curse and so um, what it does I think it also it it, it, sh- it it your confidence is shot you know what I'm saying to where because the thing is you start making big boy big girl decisions and you're still a little boy a little girl um, at, at this age of at 41 everybody 25 and under is a kid to me you know what I'm saying like these are kids. For real, and so to to have them out here making making big boy decisions, big girl decisions, 
um, with limited resources, limited support, um, you're just asking for, you know, a perpetuation of just uh, the craziness that we see. It leads to crime. It, it can lead to crime. It can lead to um, just just fucking the generational curse. So then you have a kid and you think you got to get out of 18 because I made it, even though I, I scraped by and probably did some unsense, some unsavory things. I made it. So you can, too. Um, and so I think it just have an overall effect and it's just generational. It's just kind of like a, a, the first domino to fall and everything that falls after that. So just trying to go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, just trying to get in the way of that domino to keep it from falling to affect <clears throat> the younger generation, I think is going to be more important. But, um, but I don't, I don't see it as a malicious thing. Now I used to see it as a thing where it's like parents are being mean or just being ignorant or stupid, whatever, whatever. But really it's, I think it, it has a lot more to deal with the socioeconomic, uh, class that this child this child is coming from i i post my my bad go ahead yeah i was just gonna say i kind of i don't know i feel like i need to challenge the concept of people putting kids out because of the finances having that extra income in the house in most cases could actually improve the finances well most people put their kids out because they're not doing anything not because they're actually working and that's my next point i feel like what parents aren't doing is they aren't either preparing their kids to actually be on their own at that age, or they're not actually forcing them to be a provider at that age. Um, If you're 18 though, and you're staying with your parents, you should be forced to actually contribute to the household. Absolutely. The problem is like when you're 18 and they're just sitting around playing fucking video games, smoking weed all day, then, then yeah, it's a whole big ass mouth to feed that another parent can't. But that's the parent's responsibility to prepare them better for that time, or when they get to that time, say, "Hey, you need to get a job." Like <clears throat> leaving without one isn't necessarily going to help, and staying here without one is not an option. Right. So, like, they need to go ahead and force that on their kids, and I think that's where it's lacking. Um, ideally, <laughs> they would be prepared to move out and do their own um, at that age. Um, or go whatever route you know best suits them, because I personally don't feel like college is everybody's route now. For a lot of people, it's not the best route, <clears throat> but whatever route that is, they should be prepared for that. And as parents, I think um, we just dropped the ball too much in the preparation towards that age. I agree with you on that, bro. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, especially I say, yeah, more or less. On one hand. It's cool to think about like, uh, it's just the parents. It's all about the parents. They're putting them out. But sometimes you have these bitch ass kids that don't want to listen to rules either, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're gonna stay here, you still can't be in in and out all times of night. You still mm-hmm. can't be trying to throw parties or drinking or or smoking weed in my house. Like they, a lot of times I think kids in general leave the house because they want to be grown too fast. Yep. Right. We're not, we don't become BFFs. I'm still a parent. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) They're they're trying to, they want to do whatever the hell they want to do. And that comes with paying your own bills. That comes with consequences. That comes with getting out and doing what you have to do. So I don't think it's always the whole, the, the parents fault of you 18. Now you got to go. Now, do I think some parents straight up switch it up? and start acting a little different, sure, you know. But once again, like Dre said, perhaps that's because that that child or that person isn't com- uh, contributing to the household like they should or like they could. Um, 
there are so many cultures where you have a lot of people living in the same household and everybody's winning because they're 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 splitting those bills they're making sure um everybody's okay and sometimes we just don't do that but yeah can i, I speak to that real quick oh go ahead i'm sorry yeah, i want to speak to that real quick on that one part because we always think when people live together that they're winning however like i used to you know when i worked at schools and i, I used to look the, the uh <clears throat> look at the um the lunch uh applications when people get free or reduced lunch or whatever and there are some people who live in these houses where it's like four adults 10 kids eight kids and they hate it it's a horrible experience you know what i'm saying like because using a place like that like the hot water runs out you ain't got space you ain't got room you're sharing rooms with five other people and so we think they're winning but the psychological and social and the social ramifications of it is kind of like ugh, you know what i'm saying um, I think economically that's cool. You know what I'm saying? If you got four adults splitting the bills, but when you add ten kids to that, it's like well, yeah. yeah. I think I think that's a little bit more extreme than uh, letting you know, being in a normal household and then oh yeah, so like, yeah. Like but what Dre, you're saying isn't like being in that normal household. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chaotic household to begin with. And Dre, and I feel that too. That's what I'm saying. Like if we get to the root of like just putting your kids out of 18, that's a different conversation, kinda. Than what we're having right now just we're, i think right now we're trying to just dig into different reasons why people do that you know what i'm saying why they put their kids out but i hear what you're saying though to that to that point too the only other thing that i would add is i don't think it's finances i actually think it's selfishness hmm. i think that we get this mindset and i say we reluctantly because i'm not a parent thank god not that we're somewhere um but i oh, think parents <laughs> fuck you <laughs> um i think parents get a lot of them um, a lot of ones I've been around, a lot of my pr- friends and family members of, I got to provide for this person for 18 years. Yeah, I'm done. And then yeah. when they get to that 18, they mentally shift. Like BJ said, like, sometimes they can change. <laughs> I think it's they get to that mentally shift where they're like, I did my 18, I'm out of jail, kid, go somewhere else because now this house is mine again. And yeah. I think that is more prominent than like a finances thing i don't think so bro from what i've from, from what i've seen that's the most prominent thing it's like I've, I've worked with these I've worked, people out. yeah i work with these parents though i mean some of them are bringing in four thousand dollars a month living in oakland like you ain't supporting nobody with that for real like you're barely making it you know what i'm saying your rent is about two three you know what i'm saying and so like it's it it's almost like a it's almost like a a relief like let me breathe right now for some people where it's just like yo i've been hustling my butt off, and plus, in in in, in underprivileged and 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 in underrepresented communities, you have these kids early. So you've been raising kids. So you're 16, 17, 18 years old yourself. Not just yours. And, and yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then something happens right, to. What that's what I'm saying. The selfishness comes in. Because is that selfish? What they put up with. Yeah. Okay. They're not putting them out for a good reason. They're putting them out for their own personal reasons. Which I feel is that. In, I feel in that. Could so, be a good reason. FDK. It's, no, I'm not saying it's a bad reason. <laughs> it's just a selfish reason. It's not not saying it's a bad reason. It's a selfish reason, though. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> because you guys have honestly said everything that I would have said, I, I want to go into. Do we oh, you really? Can leave now then. So what? Uh, <laughs> I say you can leave now then. <laughs> I will shut this whole bitch down. <laughs> <laughs> I got the I got the stop button. <laughs> I will log into this. All right, cool. Um, nah. So I mean, Dre, you kind of said it, like you feel like it's selfish reasons, and I thought about it. That was going to be my original argument because. And we'll get more into this, I guess, in the second second half. But I have seen more situations where the parent is just like, 
fuck these kids. They're 18. I've done my time. I want my space. I want my life back. And part of me feels like that's selfish as fuck because these kids are not here because they want to be. They're here because you had sex. And you know what I'm saying? It's your responsibility. And so it's absolutely crazy to think that you feel like 18 years is... And and it's and I don't have any kids, but I try to think just in a general human. I'm okay with that. Uh, in a, in a humane way, um, I can never. I don't think that no a no human being is an adult or fully capable, uh, working human at 18 to really understand how to get through life. I I, I again being at 40. Well, looking part back. of life is is making mistakes. So like people want to make mistakes, you, right? You that's what I say. Mistakes you is one thing. Be, I totally understand but, that. But we're but we're talking about that, actually though. getting out there and and fighting for your life just because you're 18. It ain't always that though either. Like the, y'all, it's it's really it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of a lazy approach to look at it one di- one dimensional and say like this yeah. is what it is, right? Like some people always can, can can articulate their issues, right? And every kid ain't here by the parents' choice either. So, you know, that's another aspect of it as well. Like we always say, kid has to be here, but some parents didn't ask for the kid to be here, but they're going to do what they got to do because they can't do, you know, like it's... Yeah, I mean, it's, the burden still falls on the parent. The burden don't fall on the kid for being here. No, no, no. That's JT's point. Well, I mean, well, but no. it does. Well, it, like whether it, they chose to be there or not, it's their parents' ultimate fault that they're here. Yeah, but I'm saying it's just to look at it as if like everybody just got together, had sex, had a great time. It's like, oh, now we got a kid. Nah, some somebody unless it's somebody, forced. That's the only way you can say yeah. it wasn't here. And that and happens I, I, a lot, I bro. That. I understand <laughs> that. Happens that. a lot. I just, yeah, but we're not, we're not talking to the small minute. That's like, not a small minute, bro. Percentage. It's not it's, the majority. So you gonna yes? No, man. All I'm saying is like it's it's a whole yeah, lot of different right, reasons. Part, I don't I don't part, want the majority that we're talking about during this conversation. Yeah, it's just all I'm saying is like people <clears> when people get to the point where they feel like their child can stand alone. There's various reasons that get them there. Some of them are selfish. And some of them are just like, yo, I'm going to lose my mind and everything I got. I've been holding it together this long, robbing Peter, literally, to pay Paul. You know what I'm saying? And, I, you know, I got to do something different. This child, you know, you're smart, you're bright, you got college, you got military, you got this, you got that. You got to go. And it, it, it looks unhealthy. It sounds unhealthy. It, it is unhealthy. But so, I don't want to demonize them for doing it because everybody got their different reasons. You know what I'm saying? So when you, when you say that, like you put in college, whatever, stuff like that, like to me, that's part of a plan to push your your kid into adulthood. Like it's just yeah, not, just not get out. Yeah, like yeah. get out. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. for me, most of what I'm talking about as far as like being a negative is parents like 18, you graduated high school, you just got to go. Like, I don't yeah, care yeah. what you did. Like, I know some folks who, you know, it's either the military or college. You know yep. what I'm saying? And if you ap- happen to just get up and go, you know what I'm saying, and be on your own and try to fend for yourself is one thing. But at least they give you some one or two options to kind of figure shit out. I'm talking about the ones that be like on some old selfish, I want to, you know yeah. what I'm saying, like just get my groove I'm back. I'm ready to go party. I'm ready yeah. To go. yeah. Th- that's, yeah. That's the ones where I feel like that's 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 absolutely horrible and it and it shouldn't be that way but again i understand finances as someone who's definitely uh dealt with finance issues as a single black man like i can only imagine you know what i'm saying having a kid for 18 years that you got to finance but along the way hopefully you have taught them responsibility and getting the job and saving your money and doing right with your money um i i just can't i can't imagine 
just put my kid out just because. Yeah. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. When I say selfish reasons, that doesn't mean I'm vilifying anybody or anything like that. I do things for selfish reasons, and sometimes me being selfish is what I personally mean mentally or what it was. So that doesn't make it not selfish. Right, that just right. makes it why they did it. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just so much. To, so, so think about this, right? Sometimes when I think about the things that humans do, because we have the thought process, I try to compare it to like what animals do out in the wild, right? Because I feel like that's like the most raw way of doing things, right? Because they do, it's all instinctual. It ain't, I got this philosophy. I read this book. I heard this thing. They just like, yo, this is how we roll. Yeah. But that's how they do, though. As soon as you're able to walk, we're going to teach you how to hunt. And hell, animals, If we, I think we're the only species that have to be carried in such a way in order to, you know, survive, like, the first couple of years or some shit like that. Like, primates possibly, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, most animals get up and go, and it's just what it is. And if there's a deer, I mean, if there's a wolf or something like that hunting the baby, you will try to protect it. Better run, otherwise I can't do nothing for you. Nah, them mothers will come back and take that baby. But I think that also lends to what we're talking about too, because this whole time they're learning how to walk, run, hunt, whatever. Mom and dad is sitting there teaching them how to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of the same thing we're talking about. Like if you're gonna put your kid out at 18, and that's your plan. You better be busting your. You better have them in private school so they can get that work ethic of an Ivy League person, or get out here and get a good job, or 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 be on their backs while they're in public school and making sure they understand the importance of. When you go to school from seven forty-five in the morning to two thirty in the afternoon, that's your job. That's a job. You yeah. you mm-hmm. focus. You get yourself in there. You dress. You t- you get the best grades because that's what you're here for. Because when you turn eighteen, I'm gonna need you to help around here. You gotta go mm-hmm. or you gotta do something around here. But I'm giving you those skills, whether you like it or not. Whether I'm the most popular parent, whether my kids grow up hating me, which all kids grow up hating you anyway. Like you really gotta teach your kids the way to go. So then, if you do have that approach, which most people don't, who put their kids out of eighteen. But if you do have that approach, then at least you've you've given them tools to make it. You know what I'm saying? It's not just even when you even when, when they say, "Well, you gotta leave the nest." Well, when you leave the nest, they let them come back. They just teach them how to fly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they fly and then they come back to the nest. You know what I'm saying? They don't just fall out and then you they go build their own nest. Baby birds don't know how to build nests. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you you do got to teach them the way to go. You know? I don't know. If, I don't think this actually chimes into the second half. So I'm gonna ask now. How do we feel about? Kids, well, technically not, they're not kids at 18, but I'm going to say they are. Kids at 18 being forced to pay bills or almost damn near rent to stay there Amen. after 18. So Amen. I think that's something that should be eased into. Um, so here's the thing. like, How can you expect for your child to have a foot up if as the moment they turn 18, they're thrown into bills, right? Like, even even if there's the the, the situation where, all right, I turn 18, I'm not going to college right now, or I'm not going to the military, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. But I am working, right? Like, I have a job, I go to work every day. <clears throat> How do you expect to, like, provide a, uh, a step up for your child if right away – they got to pay bills, you know, and, and <clears throat> excuse me, I guess what I'm saying is like, you're not giving them any advantage by, by doing that. And like, I, I would say put a time limit on it, maybe six mm-hmm. months, maybe a year, 
you know, get your feet together, whatever. Mm-hmm. But just like you 18, you need to start paying bills. I think that's kind of fucked up because it's still I, your kids. I, 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 I don't necessarily <clears throat> because this isn't necessarily a thing about always giving them an advantage. To the says point earlier, sometimes they need to provide to actually help keep the house together. They need to actually be somebody who does that. Now, if your kid goes from making no money to now making, I don't know, even if it's $500 a month and he's only putting 100 towards rent, he's still keeping 400 So he's right. still better off than he, if he would have had his own place. Yep. But he's helping to take care of what he has here, which is helping him learn res- them learn responsibility, mm-hmm. learn finances, learn the budget. So I don't see that as a negative thing just because even if you do it right out the gate, if you're like you graduate on Monday and you work the day you get a full-time job, part of that has to come to the bills to pay rent, to pay this, to pay that. As long as you ain't busting their heads mm-hmm. and they're in a better place than if they would have got their own um, living arrangements, then I think it's still a net positive. <coughs> yeah, yeah, I agree, making 500 a month and your rent is seven. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that ain't going to work. So staying here right. only paying one when you can still keep four. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, that definitely helps. But I always, I always hope, and I know it's not every situation, is that I would say with my kid, if if the situation was decent or great, I would have them still pay something into the house and give that back to them when they actually move out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I know that's, that's I know that's very fairy tale. Like, keep book, it on the know? side. Yeah, no, keep, yeah, all that money they put they they put in. I'm I'm actually what to do creating somewhat of a savings for them and yep. give it to them so they'll be able to go on. As long as they're able to learn responsibility and, and keeping up with the bills with me in this house, we're gonna keep this going for a while. And then when you actually get going here, this is what you you know saying, this is what happens when you know what I'm saying you do right with your money. Um responsibility yeah. wise. I mean, I see no difference as as you giving kids chores. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's your responsibility to clean the bathroom, wash the dishes, mm-hmm. mop the floor, sweep, the, whatever. Like, it's the same responsibility. But this, like, what else are they going to do with their money? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you have no responsibility. Like, you're, 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 you know, but I, I wholeheartedly agree with Dre and, and JT on the sense where, yeah, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make you pay half the rent because you, you, you don't got that. You know what I'm saying? If you do got that, I'm not going to take that. But, you know, the water bill may, you know. Everywhere I've lived, the water bill is forty five dollars at the most. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you know unless saying? you got a leak somewhere, like, hey, pay this water bill. Especially you like to take them Hollywood showers, as most teenagers do. So it's like, That's you know, pay this man. water bill. You know, grown man. <laughs> That's a grown man. Or, or you know, or, or put in on the PG, put in something. I think that that does teach responsibility, mm. and, it, and and it also it makes you really a part of a contributing part of this family. Outside of you, you know, helping out around the house as far as keeping it clean. It's gonna help you, you know. It's gonna, it's gonna, you, you're gonna, you're gonna be here. You got, you got to be able to to pitch in, and it's gonna tell you, like, you know, when you get your family as a grown man or as a woman or whatever, like when you get your family, like, have something to contribute. The, all this, I am the table. Okay, cool. Well, 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 I don't want no table. So you know what I'm saying? Like, be able to contribute. Be able to contribute to whatever situation that you're in. Like, don't you know? That's how people raise, uh, you know, like what they call them, like. Um, Bumps. Leeches, yeah, bums, um, <laughs> people who just leech off of people all the time. You know what I'm saying? Just like you just trying, you're opportunist. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm gonna contribute. If I'm here, I'm gonna leave it better than I came, and I'm gonna contribute to the environment that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to be intentional. One thing I started doing, y'all, um, is is really like pay attention to the things I'm teaching Ducey because you got to keep in mind, like kids don't know anything. They don't know anything. It's just like you start your job. You don't know nothing about that job. You you got experience from your your last job. 
but you don't know how to work there. That's why you got a 90 day period. You got training, you got onboarding, you got all this stuff. Cause you don't know what's going on at this job, but they expect you to learn it. This kid is coming into life with no idea of what to do out here. So you got to be intentional. If you're going to have them pay a bill, don't just be like, ah, oh, cause I just need it. Like tell them what you're teaching them, like ingraining them the values and the, and the, and you know, the virtues that you want them to have to take into their adulthood. It's all, you got to keep on parenting. You don't give up. They don't stop when you're, uh, you know, when they turn 18. I think this, I think this is what some of y'all alluding to too. I'm 18. I'm done parenting. Mm-mm. No, I feel like that should be go. the best part. You're a consultant now. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. Saying? yeah, yeah. You're a consultant now. Yeah. Pay me for my knowledge, nigga. Because you're always a parent. <laughs> I, I would hope. I would hope. You know, what I'm saying you're always a parent as long as that. You know, you have a kid. Like you're always a parent. It's just switching up how you support and the ways that you support, not completely taking the floor from under them. But um, and hey, uh, I, real, I, real quick to JT's point earlier about putting money aside too. The only way I wouldn't charge them rent or make them pay bills is if we had an arrangement. Like, okay, boom, you're making this much per month. So every month you need to put X amount aside to actually get your own place. And at the end of a set time frame that we agree upon, you're going to take that money and move out. That would be the only time that I wouldn't charge them rent is if we had something like that in place. It. And it was something that I as a parent could actually monitor finances to know they ain't fucking around with it. Right. Or if they're a D1 prospect. I, then it's like I'm not about to make right. you work. You get to work on your craft. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you I mean, get to work on your craft. Prospect, they're in when college. They turn 18, they're in college anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do have a question for you guys. If if you guys didn't, um, like we all had the opportunity. Said went to the military and we all went to college. If that wasn't on the table, I went to college. You too. have, I know you went to college after the military. Most like, I'm talking about at 18. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> but what I'm saying is. If that wasn't the case for you guys, do you think you'd have stayed in your parents' household? Because I know I wouldn't have. I was leaving regardless. In, in fact, the day me and my mother packed everything up and we're going to Kentucky, I said, you know I'm never coming back, right? She said, yeah, baby, I know. You know, so like I knew I was never going back to that house. Were you guys in the same situation mentally? No, I'd be out. Yeah, no. I, I knew I was. Yeah. But well, it was preached to me my whole childhood that once you turn eighteen, you get up at my house. <laughs> like it was just the expectation, mm-hmm. whether she meant it or not. She's always said like she get mad at us, and you know that's just. And I get it being a parent now. Like yeah, you turn because you because you know man, imagine like you're 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 this grown person. You this this other person that you love almost more than yourself. Is is starting to smell themselves and start talking crazy and and not following your rules and being whatever and your your response is well you turn eighteen you get out of my house <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> since you know every goddamn since thing. you know every right so so that used to be so whether she meant it or not and I wasn't a bad teenager like I follow I never miss cur- that's my brother I never miss curfew you I you know I hardly ever got in trouble but the thing is is that like it was just kind of like. I, Maybe I heard met her to my brother a lot or something, but it was just an expectation. I knew when I turned eighteen, she used to tell us either either you gonna get a you either going to college, you get a job, or you going to military. Like that's your that's your options, but none of them was you get to stay here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Real quick, we're gonna take a break and we will come back uh, with the second half. Peace. This week, because we do not have a sponsor, um, this is an opportunity for you to fill in that gap. Please check out our Patreon page uh, at the 1528 Podcast on Patreon and check us out. Subscribe. Make sure you, you know what I'm saying, support us financially because um, we want to do some big things, but we can't do it until you actually uh, help us out because, you know what I'm saying, we're just four guys just trying to make it in the world, but we can't do it without our community. 
We need that 1528 podcast community. And that's where you come in. Um, support us on Patreon. There's several levels. It's not like we're asking for a whole bunch of money. Do what you can, even if it's just a little bit. I don't care if you're 18 years old or whatever. Just make sure you put a little bit aside and give it to us once a month. That's Especially all we ask Especially still in mama's house. Um, so <laughs> back to the show. All right, people. Uh, welcome back to the second half of the 1528 podcast. And so uh, we were getting into it just a little bit uh, during the first half. But well, let's keep it going with uh, do you have any personal experience with yourself or your friends or any family uh, where they have either benefited or have been held back due to life being being forced out um, by their parents at 18 or right after graduate graduating high school? Uh, has it helped or hurt anyone, yourself or your family and friends? This is uh, nearly, this is not. Keep, keep talking. It will. So, so for me, so I actually uh, moved out when I was 17 and it, it really, really, really rocked my confidence and my self-worth in a sense that, cause I really didn't know what was going, like, I still hate it now. You know how you tell somebody, like for instance, just example, I ain't never seen Godfather. What? You ain't never seen Godfather? That's what I just said. I hate that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just like that. When you go out into the world at 17, 18 years old, and people are telling you, and you're like, and people are telling you stuff, you're just like, and you can't act like you don't know what it is because they're looking at you like, you don't know what that is? So you don't want to look dumb. Um, but then you know you need help. But who do you ask for help from, right? Because you almost feel as if your parents abandoned you because they put you out. So you don't really go back to them because you got to, even though they didn't, it's one of those things where it's like, well, I'm out. So I got to show them that I can make it on my own. So I definitely don't want to go back home and and, and even have a resemb- re- resembling a failure. And so, so a lot of things I didn't know for a long time. I just didn't understand like how to navigate life, how to move. I ended up getting married at 19 years old to a chick who had two kids. You got married, period. Like, that's, that's babies. You know what I'm saying? Got married. Uh, it was just married like a bad decision, but it was kind of like I was out here making decisions anyway. So it was just like, let me just do it. You know what I'm saying? You were two like, years in by that time, yeah. I knew it was a, right. I knew, I knew it was like not good, but it was like I've been handling everything else. I can handle this. And then it went bad. You know what I'm saying? Then we ended up splitting up and then took my kids. And then that led to a 15 year spiral. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, what the heck? You know what I'm saying? And and I ain't that old. So if y'all doing math out there from 19 to 15, I ain't, hey, that's been majority of my adulthood of just recovering from a, a drastic decision I made based on the fact that I felt like I was growing at 17. You know what I'm saying? I was making grown men decisions. I was in the Air Force at 18. So it's like, now I got money. I've traveled. I got my own way. I'm out of my parents' house. The next thing to do is to get married, no matter how silly it was. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people do it. Um, that's why whenever I give anybody advice for the military, like I'm going in, I'm like, yo, don't get married <laughs> in your first year. Like whatever you do, don't get married to you're an operational Air Force, Marines, whatever, and you make a, a solid decision. Like that chick from home is not the love of your life. I promise you she's not. Um, but it's just familiarity. So, but but you just get in the, you get, so what happened, I'll be telling people like, I pretty much, I came out the gate going hundred miles per hour in uncharted territory. And I didn't know what, like, I didn't know what I was doing. I was spinning out, I was hitting stuff. I, you know, and I look back and, and you got people around you like, you knew what you was doing, how? You know what I'm saying? Like I just said in the last segment, like, dude, you don't know what he's doing. And you know, I gotta, he don't, if I don't teach him, he don't know. 
And it's the same thing for our kids, man. When you go out there at 18, there's some stuff they're going to run into that they ain't run into when they were 16 or 15 or whatever. Like, you're going to hit some real ish, and they're not going to want to come to you because you put them out. <laughs> they're not going to come to you. No matter how nicely you do it or how much you set that up, if you put your kids out at 18, they're not going to want to come back to you for help. And so you got this kid out there who don't know nothing about nothing. It's not until they're in their 40s <laughs> when they're starting to realize, like, okay, listen, I am valuable. I've made some silly mistakes. I know how to move better now. I've got a little bit more wisdom now. I've got a little bit more knowledge. And now my life begins after you've made a series of like horrible blunders. Um, but, you know, Fitz, thank God man, for it's Jesus. Okay. It's okay you went to Fisk and not K-State. We don't hold that against you, man. Oh, gosh. You don't. If I went with K-State, I'd really been bad <laughs> you, off. You say you don't. <laughs> I would have really been bad off if I went to K-State. I, I thank God for Fisk uh, and for the Air Force. Air Force was yeah. a good move. Yeah. I, I mean, for me... I didn't personally. I went to college and I said I was never fucking coming back, and I didn't. Thank goodness. Um, my brother said the same shit, who was a year and a half older than me. But after uh, his stint at Ohio State, he actually did move back in with my mom. And it was one of those situations where he was actually just able to stack uh, money to get off on his own because, well, one, neither one of us ever wanted to move back home because the rules living under my mom was ridiculous. <laughs> um, but he did it um, for the time that he had to because it was that understanding, like, look, I'm going to live here um, until I can set, get my money together, and then once I am, you know, I'm going to be out of here, you have your house back, uh, just let me stack for a little bit. And he did that. He stacked his ass, literally went to the other part of the map to Savannah, Georgia, when he left, <laughs> um, and that set him up, you know, for the rest of uh, his life to be stable after that. If he would have not been able to do that, though, yeah. um, he would have been in a really tough financial situation, um, given everything that was going on when he uh, left Ohio State and um, all of that stuff. Um, and that, I want to say he was there for maybe nine months or so. Um, but those nine months not having to pay rent um, really, 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 really just catapulted him into the rest of his life. I have to say, you know, I left Louisville, went to Kentucky State in Frankfurt, 45 minutes away. Had no true idea of what I was doing in general in life. And so after I graduated, I had to move back home. And I appreciate having a family that is that is willing to be somewhat of a uh, a nest and relaunching pad for for all of us at some point. You know what I'm saying? Like I have cousins who have to go back home for a little bit. Um, I have cousins that have never have come back home, but if they needed a uh, situation where they, if they had a situation where they needed to, they could. Um, I I tell you, I don't know if I actually, I don't know if I actually said it before, but the strangest time in my life was 23 to 28. When I tell you, that's that was a, a a bulk of my life where I literally had no idea on what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had a see, few. See, key... first of all, JT, though, before you even finish, that was your problem right there. You graduated too young. <laughs> you should have stressed <laughs> it and stayed in college, dumbass. Ah, <laughs> 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 maybe that was a problem because I I only saw myself. Uh, to graduation and maybe a year after thinking I was supposed to have a certain type of career, blah, 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 set up. And when none of that happened, 
I had to go back home. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That that fucked with me, man. And and I I, I went back I went to U of L just to waste some fucking money, you know what I'm saying, taking classes and stuff like that. Like and like that whole span of time, it was it was trash. I was pure trash. And so I appreciate having a place where my folks was like, You trash right now, but you are trash. <laughs> And so get your shit together, and then you can go be trash in the world. Cause you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate so, that. So Cause you are trash, right? You, let's let's all agree that you're trash. But at that time, I was trash. <laughs> no, all right, let's. No, I'm not that's trash not anymore. That's not what we were I, I'm not. I'm not putting a qualifier on that. Yeah, you were 15 minutes late today. I, I but, cut this out. So what we're saying is, it's great that you had that opportunity, though. Like mm-hmm. because, um. It's not being trash. You just it's just part of life, and sometimes yeah. people yeah, yeah, need yeah. help, right? Not and when I was trash. Not, it, no, you're right. In the general yeah, aspect, yeah, yeah. if it was anybody else, aspect, yeah. sometimes yeah, was, people it was trash for other reasons, right? But sometimes oh. people just need help. Um, yeah. I was on the total opposite end of I will I will I will sleep under a fucking bridge before I go home. I I I. I just I, I can't. Have, nigga. I yeah, can't. Me too. I literally, I literally, <laughs> am, and I, my family, my mom, and my grandmother, they've always said, "Go out in the world. You can always come back. You can always come back if you need it." Mm. That has always been just like the biggest um, um, disappointment, or it, it always seemed like that's that's losing. Having to go back home is losing to me, uh, on the biggest level. So I would rather struggle than do that. That's maybe that's just me, and I'm not saying I'm right, but that's how I've conducted my life. I can't. Yeah. I would never go back there. That's real. I was homeless for from 2010 to 2012, and never spent the night in my mom's house. Hmm. Never. I and and I, I'm not even proud of that for real, because I look back on it like, why? At 40, I look back like, why? Go home. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? She got room. Like right. she had a, I think she had a three, four bedroom house, so, and I just never. She didn't even know I was homeless. I don't think. Like I never talked to her about it. She might, if she listens to this, she'll know. But she just, I just, I didn't go back. Like I just made a way. I stayed in cars. I stayed with home. I stayed with uh, like homies and everybody. But I never, I never even thought about. Sure, it. it never even crossed my right. mind to to be like, "Mom, I need to come stay there for a little bit." So I get, yeah. So I, I say on the flip side, it was great to have a place to go back to, but I also feel like that stunted a little bit my growth because I felt like I could have been self-sufficient a lot sooner had I actually gone out there and had to survive on my own a little bit earlier because I ain't gonna lie there's maybe some time here when I since I've been living in DC she was not cute like you know what I'm saying like those moments like no place to stay and no job and it's kind of like you know what are you going to do I can't I can't go home Cause I can't tell them what happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really can't as, as just as me, I can't tell my folks like, Oh, my job, whatever. And my apartment, blah, blah, blah. Like I just don't have that because they already worry in in general. So Mm -hmm. I definitely can't do that. So it is a pride thing, but also it's kind of like, I just got to man up and like, and face it, but figure it out. Yeah. yeah, And figure it out. I, the only thing Mm. I, I won't do is, is at this point, because I, I appreciate my family's like, if it comes to push, come to show where I am actually completely, completely homeless, like I'm talking about like no friends are letting me stay, you know what I'm saying, in a, in a, in a spare bedroom or on a couch, then I'll go home. 
I I I I am not oh, built the, for the, the streets. The door is open. I can always go home. I hear you. Yeah, the door is open. Yeah. I can always go home. I've never been told not to come home. Yeah. It's just like BJ saying. It's just in me. It's like I left at eighteen, going off to the Air Force. Like, oh, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Get out of the Air Force. Went to college. Like, oh, I got my degree. Let's go. Got a master's degree. Let's go. And you're right. It's a it's a it's a it's a pride thing. It's also an expectation thing, right? Yeah. I mean, we we talked about some. You know, we talked about dating extensively on this show. You know what I'm saying? On this podcast. And man, we know the ramifications come with that. You can't be a man having any kind of struggles trying to date. Because nah. as if as if your counterpart comes completely all together, you better come together. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you can't have no flaws in order to really effectively have the person that you feel like you deserve. Like you gotta really so so to have that, to have that expectation from society that says if you're a grown man, and it even probably starts at 18, if you're a grown man, you better be ready to be a provider. You better be able to pay somebody's bills, pay somebody's no for somebody's dinner, be able to do something because you're a man. So you got to start providing no rights now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, you live with your mama, even if you just got out of college, even if you just yeah. got out of the military, it don't matter. Like, it's never cool for a man to be at home. Can I tell a quick story real quick? Real quick. One of my guys, one of my guys, I'm going to say it anyway, Dre. <laughs> one of my guys. Thanks really, for checking out the 1528 podcast. Right. We appreciate it. Right, he asked. I asked, and Jerry's going to give, give the that answer. That. <laughs> but real quick, so my guy, I won't even say his name. Real real, real, real cool guy, really successful guy. Um, but he talked about his dating experience because he lived overseas for several years, I think a decade or so. And when he came back to the States, he had to live with his mom because he just came back to the States. You know what I'm saying? And he was out of work and needed to find a way, whatever, whatever. And he was trying to date, and all the people he kept dating kept being like, "Oh, you broke, and you live with your mama, you da 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 da." Found a woman who he's married to now, two kids later, and however many years in the books of marriage, who she was like, "Listen, I see where you are," and she would she would knowing that he was down on his his luck or money or whatever, she would like, and she she lived in another country. She would like send she would like you know rent a hotel room for him and be like, "Listen, I know you live with your mom, so go ahead to the hotel and just get out." You know what I'm saying? Just Get's go there. Yeah, get some space or whatever. Like while he was going through that, he got up on his feet a year or two later, you know, and he's able to give back to her everything that she gave to him, and plus a life of a of a of a of a committed, faithful husband. You know what I'm saying? And, and beautiful children. You know what I'm saying? So it's just that expectation that if I'm a man, yo, ain't no going home. Ain't no ain't no ain't no ain't no time that I got I could, that I got a bow to. No, I got to stand up and face everything and win. Tyler Perry owes him some money because that that sounds real. Real, uh, yeah. real good story, good movie, Tyler Perry movie stuff, man. I I appreciate, you know what I'm saying, because I have postponed relationships because I didn't have a job, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. or and stuff like that. Like I got to be in, in a certain spot with with myself in yeah. order to be, you know, somebody who's worth being in a relationship with. Because mm-hmm. if I'm not, nah, I'm I'm no good. Then I'm then I'm really am trash. Only then and only then. <laughs> that's the only time. Yeah. Only then time. And only then. At this point, yeah. No, that's real. And it's hard to say too. How you tell somebody I don't got no money, right? Like it's it's the hardest it's the hardest conversation to have when you tell somebody we can't kick it right now because I don't have money. You never say no. that. No, no. But no. it's the hardest conversation to have when it's just like we can't date. I can't do this. I can't do that because I just no, I no, that. I've never been just, about that. Like I'm honest. Oh, like right. look, I can't be with you because I ain't got no damn money right now. Like I'm flat out like. Fuck that. Like, I'm not, I can't hide that shit, but I will, in a way, it allow it to dictate what I do and don't do. I ain't gonna yeah. hide it, but yeah. I am gonna be like, mm, I ain't gonna be in a full fledged relationship. 
I haven't like given people specifics, but I've just been like, look, I can't be wasting money going out and stuff. I'm trying to save for a new place. Like until I get into my new spot, then I gotta hold on to all my money. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm yeah. right now. Let's revisit this later. I but y'all remember? Yeah, remember when we had the ladies on? We're talking about let's go to the park. Let's do some free stuff. Oh, do, 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 do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's why you guys step away from it. That's why. That's why I hear what y'all saying when it's like, "Yo, I ain't got it." So we finna chill, <laughs> like, because if I take no, you to the park, I'm upfront about it. I'm like, right, right, I, yeah. You ain't got it. So if that's what you need, we need to press pause and yeah. circle back and see if it still makes sense. Or we ain't got to be right. in a relationship, but we can kick it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. uh-huh. No, and you know, about, the I, best, I need somebody you know to help like, my back. That's all I'm saying. Shit. So, that's sometimes. I love it. But, uh, <laughs> but that's all the time we got this week. Trash. Um, we Super cause, trash. Because right now, I look, as Dre normally says, um, this week is brought to you by uh, <laughs> Hennessy Very Special. Um, Bless you. I don't drink it because they sponsor us, but I drink it because uh, <laughs> it's what I have right now. Um, In the future, can you just call it VS? No, Very, very Special. special. <laughs> if it's written out as VS, I mean, uh, then I'll say it, but it says Very Special. It's definitely written as both. I'm very familiar with their label. Look at the little circle thing by the neck. But it's fine. I don't understand this. Can we get the... What's Very Kelly at? Can we get Hennessy to pay this, us? The circle thing by the neck. Dre. Kelly Kelly ain't been in Hennessy for... Nigga. But she know she people. She's been in Hennessy since you've been in Oklahoma. I'm pretty... She know people, so... Wait, which move, Kelly? Move, move it right along. My sister-in-law. His sister-in-law. Move it right oh. along. She know people. Get Hennessy move the sponsors. Right mm-hmm. Henny! Come fuck with us. Was that your sales pitch? Right. Fuck do you say? Fuck do you say? Henny, come Thanks for coming out. Nah, God bless y'all. Good night. <laughs> I ain't say that just, either. J- just in case they want to sponsor. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we close. Uh, no doors around here. Let me go ahead and throw my final thoughts in so we can lock this up and I can take a nap. Um, I would like to. A nap? Nigga, it's 1030. It's called sleep. I don't sleep long. I don't sleep long. I would like to give a shout out to uh, Shinks by Mixer's Distillery. They don't sponsor us, but I drink it because I like it. First bottle crack. This shit is delicious. Um, so get y'all some. Anybody but, who calls alcohol delicious has a problem. No, no, no. Them yeah, that Jefferson that. Ocean? Ocean's Jefferson? I'm, what is it? I'm not going to retract Jefferson's my statement. Versus. Yeah, it depends on which one. I'm yeah, still going to stand we, on my we statement. Need, we need to broaden your mind. <laughs> you need to learn how to appreciate whiskey. Any, any, right. you don't, you anybody don't know how to who you, says alcohol learned. is good. It's okay. We'll there's, a, there's a meeting but for anyway. you. <laughs> but no, he didn't. Maybe maybe you'll come there in the Louisville leg of the tour. There's but a anyway, meeting for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think in terms of this whole conversation, parents, as long as you have some kind of structure behind what you're doing, whether it's making them leave or whether it's letting them stay, communicate the reasoning, the logic behind it. And if you do push them out, make sure that they're prepared first because that's the biggest fault that I see in this is when you they're just forced out and they're not ready to be yeah. out on their own. So do what you got to do. Do what's right. You earned the opportunity to decide what it is. Let's just be responsible about it. Yeah. And I just, listen, for the parent who feels like you have no other option but to expel your kids at 18, uh, I I empathize with you. I sympathize with you. And my prayer for you is that you would just uh, have a different perspective. And I pray for your finances. I pray for your house. I pray for your mind that you will be able to... um, 
to that you have you have the capacity to guide your children in the way that they should go um because just like you weren't ready but you made it anyway your your kids aren't ready either um we don't we don't uh, just, it, it was a, it was going around a while ago um there was it was specifically for black women that I saw but I, I'm everybody I'm I'm tired of leaning on being resilient um let's 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 lean on some other attributes that we can give our children and and, and cultivating them as they get ready to go be uh you know contributing side contributing people to society i would say um just prepare your kids for life um only one person on here has a has children um the rest of us are just kind of guessing yeah that we know of hopefully knock on wood um the rest of us are just kind of guessing but just do your best to um get them ready so when they are 18 it's not an issue when they are 18 they have a plan uh start talking about that plan early um whether it's military there's nothing wrong with the military the military is a is a is a great stepping stone for uh for life um there's nothing wrong with college or there's nothing wrong with trade schools there's there's so many so many options but just you're 18 now you got to go is i think we all agree that's not the way to go um so just prepare your kids for life treat them like a business in a sense and let them understand um what life is about um i'm gonna say don't pimp your kids don't treat them like a business in that way um but i totally understand what bj saying uh but no honestly about tax returns (laughs) (laughs) but no i you guys honestly have have touched on um, many great points many things i absolutely agree with and you know just to bring it on home for myself honestly feel like i i I pray for parents to kind of look at the downside for them being rushed into being adults and to have the compassion to even if you can't uh financially support them help them to be able to support themselves. You know what I'm saying? Get, mm-hmm. Give them the tools. Be As, as long as you, you know what I'm saying, you have them till, till 18, right? So do everything you can until they're 18. You know what I'm saying? Like, make sure you put in that time, these 18 years, to make sure that they can get their shit together uh, legally. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I, I just want, um, I just want everybody to honestly have a good heart, have a, have a big heart about the situation because I, it's not always, as we've talked about, it's not always selfish reasons. A lot of people's backs are against the wall. So, you know, that's all I got to say. And I feel like, uh, there's an inside joke going on. And I, and I, I don't know what, should I laugh? Can I laugh? What's going on? Bro, just go. No I'm done, nigga. <laughs> Nobody even talking about you. Well, wrap up the show. <laughs> right, wrap it up, B. Gotta sit here like you ain't the host. Wrap it up, boy. So, um, <laughs> I appreciate y'all sitting down with me this week, and um, we're gonna go ahead and close out the show with my special guest, BJ Dre, and said uh, <laughs> he wrapped it up all the way. I'm just doing as I'm told. Uh, so. <laughs> now JT's gonna be just, now um, JT's track gonna be deleted. <laughs> this is this is uh, this has been awesome. All right, so I hope people actually. All of us. It's been all of us. You know what I'm saying? Peace. No, 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 no. no, 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 no.
I promise we can read. I promise we can. We can. We can. But do we? <laughs> but do we? But do we? 